In our readings from the book of the prophet Isaiah from the 40th chapter and then in our gospel, particularly uh, from Matthew, the very familiar reality of who God is and his desire to find the one lost sheep, the one that has gone astray. We see in this the work of what we're preparing for. We're fulfilling our, or we're increasing our desire that the birth of the Messiah might be a new birth for us. That this Christmas might be not merely just any other Christmas, but might be a real Christmas in which something new is born for us. Right? We should have great desire. Like, hey, I got something more I want. <laughs> uh, you know, we can kind of get in this routine of like, oh yeah, just growing in holiness, growing in holiness. No, like, what's the specificity of your desire? What do you, where do you want him to be born again? That's what we have a God who wants to do. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of lost over in this area, Lord. Would you find me? That's what I want this Christmas. And so in Advent, we get this gift of being able to increase our desire that he might find this door that needs to be knocked on and opened and brought fresh air into or this way in which I've gone astray or because I've discovered myself connected to this people, this one. This one who is astray. Uh, him. Find him, Lord. Right? And what a gift it is that we have this uh, God who desires to live this way, who, who truly is this way, the way, through his son, Jesus Christ. In the book of the prophet Isaiah, we have this recognition that God wanted to prepare. It's not, Advent isn't just uh, oh, preparing because it's good. No, it's Advent's preparation season is beneficial to us because it is the way of God. It's not like a self-help technique or something. No, it's the technique. It's his technique to have people prepare in order for something to arrive. But there's always the temptation to think that I'm, uh, there's always that balance of like, I'm preparing so he arrives. Like, if I prepare well, then he'll arrive, right? If I do it right, then he'll arrive. If, I'm, if I got it going good, then the good will come. No, the whole point of God's different method is that you're lost. The whole thing is you don't prepare very well, everybody. prayer. And so we have this recognition that Isaiah is speaking about the preparation that comes as this comfort. Give comfort to my people. It's okay if you're lost. He can find you. It's alright if all of your efforts don't seem to add up. It's only his effort that in the end adds up to our salvific destiny, our eternal reward the gift of his peace given here on earth. And so we pray for that preparation. And what is that preparation? There is a preparation that needs... And, and if, you read, if you read through the prophet Isaiah, it's kind of interesting how it's sort of... I mean, it's always tricky. It's, it's always... It's like, yep, prepare, prepare, uh, give comfort to my people. Um, and, and then it's like... And then make way, make straight, Right? Oh, well, I thought you said it wasn't up to me making it straight and doing it at all, right? It's like, 
But if we recognize the work of God here, right, the one who comes is the one who has already brought God. Isaiah isn't like, oh, something's going to happen. No, already he is the presence of the one who gives the animating force. So if we surrender ourselves to that animating force, then we realize God who has already come is making a way. And so I need to make the way. The way according to what has already been prepared. And sure, I can't do the end. Or sure, I can't do the next step. But I realize something is already happening. And so I want to make straight. I want to do this. And what we see in here is what we end up crying out for is a part of the way. How do you do this? How do you make straight? Well, if he's the one who does it, cry out. Ask him. That's like connected to the whole thing. Is that you would cry out that the world would cry out, that the lost sheep would cry out, that we would cry out for the lost sheep. And in this, then something begins to happen. And what is it that begins to happen? We recognize our need for him. We recognize the places of discomfort. Right? That we have this discomfort. And yet we're aware we need a comfort, we're looking for something that we can't do on our own. Um, and that's the beautiful place in which we make the way. To make the way is to realize I need him. To make the way is to realize I am stuck. To make the way is to realize the more people I bring in to try and to help me get unstuck, the more I get stuck. <laughs> then we're all, yep, that's the case. That's called the church. A whole bunch of people that like, we're all stuck, but we know you found the way. And that's the glory we give to the world. Yep, we know what it is to be stuck, everybody, but you want to find the way? Come and spend time with us, and something happens. I'm struck by this image a lot I've been praying with is, if you've seen... Um, uh, Now I know the images so well, I don't know the name of the play. What's the one with the bishop, the cardinal, who the candlesticks? Nobody? What? Nobody? The, the thief. Uh, Jean, Jean Valjean. What? Lehmitz. Yes, Lehmitz. Raise your hand if you've seen Lehmitz. Okay, a good portion of you. Right? So you understand. What's the moment meant? There's two things that happen here, okay? And... and there's the book, there's the play, and there's the movie. Okay, I can't, I don't know which one contains all the points, but all of them contain one thing that everybody really thinks of as being the moment of conversion, of the way, of the thing that happens. And it's the candlesticks, right? It's that the archbishop, when, when the police capture him and they bring him in and they're like, he stole these from you, didn't he? He's like, oh no, actually I gave them to him. And here's more. Right? Everybody sees this conversion that happens as the archbishop giving the more, like the mercy that he gives about like not holding him accountable. Okay? There's something true about that. But the conversion actually comes in a scene that they didn't bring into, I think out of the book they didn't bring into the play, when the, the uh, Jean Beljean has the coin that gets dropped and he steps on it, and then the boy, this boy comes, and it was the boy's coin, and he says he doesn't know where it is. 
And later on in the book, he finds out that this boy went home and got beat by his father because he didn't bring the bread that he was supposed to buy with the coin that Jean Valjean... And that's the moment of his conversion. The whole thing turns on a little dime, my friends. When one recognizes, I did that. I am responsible for sin that is in this world. And then from that, one experiences mercy. And then from that one experiences one who even sees that and says, come, my son, and experience this comfort. And from there then one goes and makes ways. One goes and wants everything straight. One begins to change what it is that they're supposed to do out of this great mercy that was already done for in these days of Advent, in these last few weeks, as we begin to recognize we too want God to be born again in our lives, or we want him to be born in the lives of someone we know, let us not forget that the things that oftentimes we want removed from their lives, we do want removed, but oftentimes it's through that thing that they will meet him. It's through that crack that the light of Jesus Christ that will be born in Bethlehem and spread throughout this world were first spread in their heart. Let us pray that this Christmas beautiful things would be born for us and for so many people that we love. 